0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Green Room Podcast. I'm Matthew Bruni, and joining me once again is Colin Mitchell. Hello. Colin, we're recording this on Sunday morning. Uh, had a chance to to get some rest, sleep, mm. think about um, what we watched yesterday. Digest. Digest. That's a good word. There mm. you go. Um, North Texas versus Tulane. I don't want any small talk on. I don't want to, you know. Ask you how your day was. I don't care. I want to cut straight to it. Wow. Straight wow. to it. Wow. Okay. North Texas Tulane. Mm-hmm. All right. It happens in New Orleans about 2 30 PM uh central time. And okay. Through one quarter, I I'm not gonna lie to y'all. I bet the over 13 <laughs> and a half points in the first quarter. Okay. I was like somewhat there's gotta be two touchdowns. First possession, Tulane walks down the field towards touchdown. Second possession, Tulane walks down the field to the one. Michael Pratt fumbles it, and uh, North Texas recovers. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, North Texas go down and drive. North Texas was was unable to move the ball in the first half, so they, that was not happening. Um, so I lost that bet. <laughs> Second quarter, kind of more of the same. Tulane. Moved the ball fairly well. I think they were averaging, I think seven yards per play, two hundred something yards in the first half. Uh, they go up twenty-one to zero. The, the defense showed some flashes, a couple of nice stops, but ultimately, with a minute left in the quarter, Tulane walked down the field, didn't even have to use a timeout, scored a touchdown. So twenty-one to zero going to half. Second half is where it gets interesting. And the yep. Second half is where North Texas. We'll talk about a lot of things, but North Texas comes back, ties the game at 28 apiece in the fourth quarter. Um, Tulane goes down, scores 35-28, and North Texas gets the ball back a chance to tie or maybe even win the game. And uh, the offense not quite able to get get it done and get the seven. So um, they end up losing 35-28. Colin, where do you want to start?
1: I don't want to be overreactionary here. Go ahead. Um, but is this the best performance against a team like this since we've covered North Texas? Like you had 20, 22nd ranked UTSA that you win. But is that team this team? You know what I mean? That was at home too. In the rain.
0: And uh, yeah. uh, then UTSA muffed a few punts and stuff. Again, not Stan North Texas, kind of lucky. In this well, game my too, point
1: is, probably. point is, is that you know it's it's uh, Conference USA. This yeah. is Tulane, like still coming off last year's bowl win. Yeah. Um, and then before that, if if we're not going to talk about that UTSA game, what is it, Arkansas that was really bad that year, SMU that same year that was really bad. Yeah, this is a game where in the past we walk away. I mean, we we came into the game. We go, yeah, they're gonna there's we don't see a path to win. You said that, I think. Yeah. You said I don't see it. This is the, yes. one of the few times this year that I'll say there is not gonna be a path to win. And they almost won the game. And it almost kind of, you know, you don't wanna take the uh take moral victories on losses, but that was about as good as a moral victory as you can take against a two lane team that's really good and a North Texas team that in the past would have lost by like thirty something points.
0: Yeah, I always I think coaches always say and players always say there's no moral victories. Well, to hell with that. I am taking a moral yeah. victory in this uh game. And this isn't, you know, Seth the Trust saying we won on paper. This isn't any of that. This is completely moral and for the morale of this team and this fan base. This performance was so much more than what I thought this team could do. Mm-hmm. And to this point in the year, they hadn't really shown that they could do this. They had beaten some bad teams, um, you know, had question marks, allowed 31 to Abilene Christian, so on and so forth. And I think my biggest takeaway was, I was going to look this up last night. I'll look at it at some point, maybe tweet it. I can't remember a time, like you said, since we've been covering the team, 2015-2016, where North Texas has been down 21 points. Yeah, halftime against a team of this caliber—heck, against any team really—but against Tulane, and come back to tie
1: the game. Yeah, Tulane's not seen it because they were forty-two and one against uh, after having a twenty-one zero lead. Yeah. So every time
0: North Texas trailed under South the trail, the game was over. Yeah, (laughs) and that's what it always felt like. That's why this felt like such a renewed feeling Mm -hmm. to me. This was not a – this was nothing like I had seen before because when the game was 21-0 at halftime, I thought the game was over. And everybody thought the game was over. Honestly, I thought the game was over when it was 7-0 Tulane. But – and then I tweeted this out. It's like this is a different team. This is a different program. This is a different coaching staff. Mm-hmm. This was a milestone performance for this coaching staff, for this team, for this program to say, hey, we're not that far off. And that was really, really exciting to watch. Um, if you just want to go big picture, how many times, like you said, going against a ranked team on the road over the past six years, it would have been a 30-point
1: loss? Yeah, I mean, I mean like, like you said. Barring, and this, not even,
0: this... even if you just do the last four years, right, after the mason Fine 2017-2018 teams. Like, right. this is a 30-point loss. To Tulane. You go down 21-0 at halftime, you might lose 45 to 7. Yeah. 42 to 7. Something like that. Like yeah. it, there's no proof that in the past four five, six years, North a North Texas team would have ever came back like that. And come back the way it did, where it looked like they actually adjusted defensively, figured things out, and then offensively figured things out. they understood what Tulane was is able to do well and schemed around that. Like I said it before, Eric Morris, the last few games, heck, I mean, really most of the season, but especially the past few games has schemed up the offense in a truly remarkable way. And that's another one of my huge takeaways is this dude is in total control.
1: Yeah, no, Eric Morris, I think was the biggest, biggest thing for me because he, he he's able to read a game and not have any type of ego or pride behind what he wished happened. Right. You go out, he goes into half down 21 zero and he goes, okay, we got to figure something out. You score the onside kick, the decision to do that in the third quarter. Yep, onside kick. Like that's something that we would never see. I mean, obviously, you know, you don't do that all the time anyways, but in terms of making that adjustment, knowing, okay, we have to score points. Now we're not going to do this at the end and say, we hope we get there. We're going to do this now. And if it doesn't work, okay. Yep. But it worked. They score again and not only that he's just his offense schemes guys open like landed sides like he only had 23 yards but those are some big catches one of them a touchdown yep um also getting him on the uh, the end around yep. like the play calling is insane and then you go to Chandler Rogers at quarterback like 35 of 51 and most of those incompletions were in the first half this dude i mean throws on the run is able to obviously run. He, he led the team in rushing yards, which I'll be only thirty-four yards, but that just tells you how 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 they had to play the game. But he is just sensational to watch because from, he's, he's able to do everything. Yeah, he is. He is incredible. <laughs> from three
0: o four in the first half, in the I'm sorry, from three o four in the third quarter to two minutes left in the fourth quarter, he completed four, five, six. Nine straight passes, mm-hmm. Chandler Rogers did. Um, and like you said, for the game 15 or, um 35 of thir- uh, 51. How many of these came in the first half? Six, seven, eight of the incompletions came in the first half. Yeah, I mean, this Chandler Rogers is everything we thought he'd be, we hoped he'd be. Um, there's legitimately, I'd have to go through the American. But, like, I'm not taking Seth Hannigan over him at Memphis. Um, Michael Pratt at Tulane is, is a good quarterback. Um, he uses his legs well as well. So it's like – but that's the tier I'm putting him in now. Um, SMU, Preston Stone, I think I'm putting him probably above Preston Stone or at least in that tier. There's not many quarterbacks in this American conference. Like, Frank Harris has not been good this year. Right. Um, I'm, you know, put him in that tier as far as the top four or five quarterbacks in the American, he is in that conversation to me. And for anybody who's been paying attention, he should be in that conversation because the offense this entire season has been really good. And they just dropped 28 points on Tulane in one half and yeah. no defensive touchdowns. Like, yeah, they yeah. got the kick, but no defensive touchdowns, no special teams touchdowns. They went in, scored the ball um four times in the second half. And, you know, the The fourth down – and they did it without a run game too. Let's talk about that as well. Yeah, I mean,
1: I mean, 83
0: total was, yards. <laughs> this game was exactly what we thought it would be in terms of, all right, you're not going to be able to run the ball. They weren't. Uh, Iowa Day, 3.7 yards per carry. He did have the one 18-yard touchdown run, but his other six runs went for eight yards. Oscar Attaway, eight rushes for 50, for 15 yards. Um uh, Chandler Rogers was really the only one who got loose and those were all scrambles pretty much so 34 yards on eight tips they weren't able to run the ball which we said was going to happen and then we said all right well they're gonna have to block and I actually think the offensive line did a really good job um for the most part in pass protection there were some times where Tulane would get a free rusher I think teams are just going to blitz North Texas because that's kind of what Tulane did yeah but they kind of did a, especially in the second half, they did a much better job picking up the blitzes and giving Rodgers time. So, um, credit to the offense, credit to the scheme. This was, and I want to reiterate Tulane, in my opinion, is an exceptional defense. Yeah. This is the best defense they're going to play this year. This is better than Memphis, SMU, like UTSA. This is the best defense they will play this year. And to score 28 points and a half, you have to be excited. You have to be excited. I understand people don't like losing, but this was a game I thought North Texas was going to lose by 25 points. They lose by seven. Yeah. And we're tired late in the fourth quarter. Yeah. Like, I don't know. That was awesome. Um, If we want to flip it, defensively, I was so impressed by the run defense of North Texas. And not, it wasn't consistent. There were times Makai Hughes and Michael Pratt, they got loose and they ran the ball and they broke some big runs. Uh, Yes, it was not consistent, but it was enough to where they would get two to three stops in the run game in a row. And it would force Tulane into a fourth down or they would force them into a tough third down or it would get the stop on when they needed it. And. That was a huge step forward because they didn't go to a four down front. They were still in the three three five. And I was like, How are you gonna stop this run game? Yeah. <laughs> and, they, and they did.
1: Kind I mean, of. I mean, they still had 245 yards. No, the they game. still
0: ran the ball. Uh, they still ran the ball plenty. And I mean, but they ran the ball 48 times for 245. Like 5.1 yards per carry. If you tell me two lane rushes for that, I would have been okay with it. Honestly. Yeah. Like, this is a really good two lane team that I watched gash Ole miss. Like, they've gashed a lot of teams. They played. And again, it wasn't perfect, but this didn't look like the worst rush defense in the country anymore. And
1: mm-hmm. that's
0: what we talked about is with, Chan, uh, with Eric Morris was, all right, you lose a game or you lose a couple games early in the year. You lose to Navy. How do you show improvement? And this, especially defensively, offensively, you know, we kind of talked about it already. They're scheming things up really well. They're picking up blitzes, whatnot. Defensively, which uh credit to Capone and them, they have figured out how to stop the run or at least slow down the run in spurts. And it comes with filling your gaps, comes with your eyes. Like that, this is all stuff that's taught. Yeah. Because we the personnel has not changed. Right. The personnel is not getting any better here. They have figured out a way to at least be competent in the run and not be the worst in the country. And that's the reason they were able to get back in this game. I mean. They had some TFLs in this game. I don't have the. I think it's they had three, three TFLs,
1: three like they yeah were, they three were,
0: TFLs. Yeah, they were somewhere. It was like, oh my gosh, this was an actual play that they needed, and they got it. They got the stops that they need that they needed to come back in the game, um, and that was that was jarring to me. Like again, we don't expect to watch that from a North Texas team. We right. don't and be like, hey, we need this stop for to give our
1: offense a chance to come back and tie the game, and they got it. And and to be fair to the defense as well, if you know, they only allowed Tulane to score really 14 points, and then turn here the ball I have over. the second
0: half stats up. Okay. Uh, they
1: allowed 165
0: yards to Tulane in the second half, only 3.6 yards per rush to mm. Tulane had. Um, eight of nine for 85 passing yards. Um, five of eight on third downs for Tulane, which is still big. I mean, Tulane ended up being real efficient on third downs, most of them were short yardage stuff. Only five point three yards per play. Like this was
1: defensively in the second half, I can't ask for anything more. But but to your point on the on the defense doing well, I think the defense was put in a very tough position in the first half. Obviously, going for it twice on fourth down, you yes. fumble it twice. Yeah, um, I I don't think it's twenty one zero if you don't have those turnovers or if you punt the ball. Now, obviously I understand going for it. So I'm not going to say, you know, you shouldn't have gone it on those fourth downs because you're trying to score yeah. and you're moving the offense. But uh, I agree with you in saying that this defense performed very well, especially toward, for our expectations as well. Uh, I will say I am still concerned about the pass rush, but obviously against Tulane, you're not really going to get much. Um, but pass rushing, I'd like to see get better in the future. Yeah, we'll see. I,
0: Trying to figure out how they're blitzing. It's just such a unique defense in that it doesn't look like they have like a true, and they probably do have a true, you know, outside linebacker pass rush type guy as a jack. But, um, it definitely feels like there are times where they only bring three or four and they can't quite get home. And even with five, they weren't really able to get home. I think when Pratt scrambled for the touchdown, uh, to put it to 35, they brought five and they weren't able to get there. So that is a concern. Um, But, man, this was – like, if we talk about in-season improvement for a defense, Uh I can't remember a time where we've gone from, hey, man, this is the worst defense in the country, and now it's like, hey, this didn't look like the worst defense in the country in this game, like, especially in the second half. So, now, to, to get off of my moral championship that North Texas won, now you have to put it together against Memphis, UTSA, or SMU,
1: yeah. what games is a raise now. If you if after you do this, we know that it's in there. Yes. Get it again.
0: Well, that was my thing. Was coming into the game. I said this is the one game this year. Like I I sound negative on the last podcast. It's because I didn't think there was a chance they beat Tulane because physically Tulane is just a different caliber of team. Right. I, I think Tulane is better than everybody else in the conference. SMU is also up there. I think they're very very good. Memphis is very very good as well. But it this offense is not going to like go quietly. This offense is putting up 426 yards on Tulane and having the second half that it did. Like there's no reason they shouldn't be scoring 28, 30 plus points in really every game this season. Mm -hmm. And so now with that in mind, the defense just has to show a pulse of life every now and then. I think they beat UTSA or they beat maybe Memphis at home next week. Like, the, the, like you said, the expectations have have changed, which is good because on the last podcast and throughout the season I've been like, hey you know it's year one they might go three and nine you know that's just kind of is what it is but this is this is a very impressive um comeback performance that showed flashes of something I have not seen from a north Texas
1: team maybe ever in my time covering <laughs> yeah. the team I think overcoming diversity. Is the oh, thing that we have adversity. 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 Colin. Adversity. Oh, oh adversity. no. Adversity. Yo. Time oh, no. out. <laughs> no. We, no. We can't. When I we... said that too, I was like, that is not. That is <laughs> oh not. Overcoming diversity is crazy.
0: Oh, no. Oh, Lord. Adversity. We, we support diversity on this podcast. Colin, we do not. Con does not speak for the podcast. We unbelievable
1: and we unbelievable win. by me. I'm sorry, that's you should just take a point away from me from the pick 'em for that. That was tough. Yeah, why I said that I was like that does not sound right at all.
0: Overcoming diversity is crazy.
1: <laughs> adversity, overcoming oh my God. adversity feels like something I'd
0: see from my uncle on Facebook. <laughs> oh, no, overcoming diversity is crazy. <laughs> Oh, my gosh. Oh. Anyways, let's just skip right past it. Let's just skip right Anyways, past it. Act like, act like it never happened.
1: Wow. that Overcomes adversity. Adversity. Very <laughs> well. Especially for a first-year team. Yeah. Um, and, and I think that is something that I don't think we've seen from any North Texas team since we've been covering the team, is their ability to, to get over difficult situations. Yes.
0: Um, all right. What else? Anything else on this game? I'm trying to think.
1: On the specific game, no.
0: No, I want to get. I do want to give a shout out to a couple of individual defensive players. Jordan Brown, fifteen tackles, one and a half mm. TFLs, made a huge play on on a fourth down to uh, get the stop. This is a guy, and I've told y'all before, he's putting it together. But years. I watched him as You've a been freshman. telling this for years. I watched him as a freshman, and I said that guy is a player. Mm. He didn't, you know, freshman sophomore didn't really do anything now. He's finally figuring it out, and that is huge for this defense. So shout-out to Jordan Brown. I thought he was awesome. Um, Patrick Smith, nine tackles. Rod Brown I thought was pretty good. Tulane Center is a monster, and they talked about it a lot on the broadcast. I thought Rod Brown held his own, especially in the second half, six tackles. Mason Richards had a TFL, big TFL, um, six tackles off the edge. It's hard in a three-man front to expect the, the edges to really – I mean, any, any of those three to really be dominant because you have to go against five, obviously, right. and it's hard to break through, but him and Junebug bug combined for 10 tackles there. Also want to give a shout out to Logan Wilson. We have been hard on the safeties throughout the entire year. I think rightfully so, but he only had three tackles, but one PBU. Um, I just remember seeing him a lot throughout the game and being like, Hey, he's in position. He's there. Can do some things. So, Shout out to them. Uh, Rich Tahada had a press breakup as well. I believe that was on. Oh, I'm not gonna remember what play it was, but I remember saying his name, like, hey, good play. So shout out to him as well. They are still playing some freshmen in here. I know Evan John Evan Jackson, freshman safety got in. Uh, I remember I saw him on a few plays, but yeah, it's just shout out to the defense. You know, mm. come off of a game against Temple where we said, all right, you got spoon fed a you Know 14, point, w. yeah, a W, but a 14 point defensive showing now against Tulane. You get another half of good football, so we just need to put it together for a game against stretch of death, Memphis, UTSA, SMU. And I think this, like, if they, there will not be a game if they Nortex defense holds the team to 28 points, Nortex will win that game mm. flat out if they hold SMU, if they hold. Memphis or UTSA to 28 or less points, North Texas will win that game because none of those defenses are as good as Tulane's. And I have complete faith in Eric Morris right now to uh, win the game with his offense. Um, And I do really want, I want want to talk about that fourth down call at the end of the game, the, the one that ended up not being complete. Yeah. I wish they would have ran it. It looked like a lighter box, and I understand you have not been able to run the ball for two yards the entire game. It just looked like such a light box. I'm like, you have to find something. Or maybe read option is something. Uh, I thought they could have ran it. The play they ended up running was a rub route. The receiver falls down, the one that's supposed to be doing the rubbing, and he couldn't get quite the contact he needed to on there, and it, the DB ends up making a play. It was a one-read pass. I, I don't have a huge problem with it, Looking at the replay because it's like, all right, it just didn't work. Right. Uh, I have more of a problem with the, I think it was like first and second down or whatever it was, where the receivers were just running through zones and Morris was throwing it. It looked like he's throwing it five yards behind him because that's where they're supposed to be sitting down. Yeah. In the zones and they're running in behind other players. Like that's miscommunication stuff. Uh, that needs to be ironed out fairly quickly. So I think that's the end of my, like those are my other like little, little notes mm. on the game I had um but yeah anything else no all right we're feeling good all right real quick <clears throat> stretch of death now um how do i change that have
1: you have your expectations changed for the stretch of death you see yeah, this I game mean, no
0: no because i expected them to win one going into the year
1: sure win one
0: but i mean how they're going to look colin if they lose all four games by seven points and they're competitive in all four
1: is that okay yeah Okay, I. But but that's part of my. That's that's part of the expectation, though. Is only losing by only seven points.
0: Here's the thing. You can actually no. Actually no. You have to be
1: UTSA now. Now you have to be UTSA. At home. Yeah. Now you have to be UTSA.
0: UTSA.
1: Okay. Look, UTSA is looking better, Colin. They are looking better. They put (laughs) forty-five. They just blew out FAU on on the
0: road. That is a really impressive win from UTSA there. So I not yeah, as they won, confident
1: uh, oh they, it wasn't 45 points but it was 36
0: points and they only allowed 10 so 36 to 10 went over fau who's a pretty good team uh there so look i don't i i still think utsa is the most winnable mm-hmm. Here, here's my thing you can get blown out in one of these games if you yeah. get a win yeah if you win one and then get let's say you get blown up by Memphis but you beat UTSA and then a close lost to SMU I'm happy. It's all relevant. It's all It's all about how they look in the big picture at this point because from game to game they're improving, from game to game they're figuring things out. Right. But they're going to go 5 and 7 this year. <sighs> Maybe they can get to 6 and 6. Bless you. Thank you. But if they can steal one of these games, I feel a lot better. Tulsa got the doors blown off it by Rice. Rice is looking good. Thankfully, we don't have to play Rice this year. You SMU, Tulsa fifty five zero. 0 SMU, well, Tulane. Be... No, they beat Temple. Uh, I'm sorry, Temple, Temple, Temple. Did we're I say Tulane? Wrong. You said Tulsa. Oh. We're all wrong. We're all sorts of wrong <laughs> on fight. Between diversity and Tulsa, mm. we're all wrong. Uh I'm tired. You would, you would be hung in there with Memphis, so... I thought that was a pretty impressive performance. would is looking like a tough out. Um, and I say that I think the guy outscored 24-0 in the second half and lost 45-21. But still hung in there for a half. I only watched the first half, so that's why my perception is skewed. So, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Um, we'll have Memphis preview up uh, probably Wednesday or Thursday, depending on what we do. We're going to try to have another guest on this week as well. Another 2 p.m. kickoff. Mm, for North no Texas. respect. No respect. I don't know if that's no respect. I think that's good. And also, I want to give a shout out. Last two games, last well, last three games have been Navy on CBS Sports Network, Temple on ESPN U, and Tulane on ESPN two.
1: Shout out, that's that's the wonders of the American Bruni. We get actual exposure. This has worked. This has flat out worked. You know um, what I hate for us to have to watch a conference USA game on a Tuesday or whenever they play. I don't know when they play. Yeah, no, they play on Tuesdays and Wednesdays. It is yeah. very weird. It's very yeah, weird. I would I would actually hate myself.
0: Yeah. I, again, I get why they're doing it because they're actually. Because there's nothing else on TV. Yeah. yeah. Nothing else on TV. So, right. So people, but I would
1: still hate it, especially with those terrible broadcasts. Oh. Well,
0: yeah. I would also just hate being in a conference and you have to play, you know, Jacksonville State and UTEP and non competitive teams. So, mm. this is a, this is big. This is big. Um, yeah, we'll see what Eric Moore says in his press conference this week, and we'll get back to you all then. Uh, oh, pick him, Colin. Pick him. You're supposed to remind me.
1: I was just about to.
0: Where are we at? All right. Let me get this box score up. All right. Um, Tulane, North Texas, pick him. North Texas forced turnovers over under 0. .5. Colin <sighs> said under. I said over. It was easy. Over. Over. So there's a point for Bruni. North Texas sacks allowed four and a half. Colin said under. I said over. It was under, right? Chandler he Rogers was
1: scaling only up. one sack. Yeah, he was. He was good. Shout Shout out. Out. Thank you, Chandler Rogers. You he saved me. Rogers.
0: That man was really. Um, Chandler Rogers interceptions over under one and a half. I said under. Colin said over. It was under, correct? Yes.
1: He only had one. zero. He had zero. zero. Yeah. He had the fumbles, but those he had no fumbles. Oh, he didn't have a fumble. It just wasn't lost. That's what it was. Yeah. That
0: was on the exchange. Yeah. Um, And then Tulane over under 39 and a half points team total. I said over. Colin said under. Colin gets that one. Mm-hmm. So there you go. Two two. And then the score prediction Colin had 39 21 Tulane. I had 45 20. Colin is closer. So Colin wins the week three to two. Yes. <laughs> and now moves to two down or three down? You're not three down. Uh, right. brooding 18 colin 15 Just gotta chip away Just gotta chip away i'm a little nervous
1: a little nervous this week got, this week got you a little nervous a little nervous man I just feel like i had week. that just need one week where i get to just one week one <laughs> week where i get to
0: oh uh, also i meant to tell you on the graphics we need to have a little score update in the bottom or in the mm, top or bottom, somewhere idea. in the corner, be like, and a little baby like bald head emoji. Actually, put that in there as well. Because mm. I need that. So, always looking to upgrade on yeah. the Green Room Podcast. Yeah, innovation, innovation, innovation. Yeah. All right, uh, that's all we got for y'all today. I hope y'all enjoyed the episode. Leave a five star rating and review wherever you're listening. Uh, shout out the Republic of Football. That's where we're posting all our podcasts now. Um, I'll probably post an update about that, but yeah, posting all of our podcasts on the Republic of Football because. North Texas. I mean, we get you know a lot of people that check us out on there. Some from non North Texas fans, so thank which is you.
1: weird. Would you ever listen to a podcast about a school you
0: don't? I actually about? have. I checked out mm-hmm. the Baylor one. Thing. I checked out the Texas
1: one. Uh, they all do great work, Colin.
0: They, no, they are, all do great work, but I've never like brothers. I've never
1: been like, yeah, let me listen to this Baylor podcast because I care about Baylor. You know what I mean? Well, you know, if you want to learn about, it. It's just thing. not a college football. For thing.
0: example, for example, Texas and Houston just played
1: a great football game. Yeah, I wouldn't human? listen to a podcast. Maybe I
0: want to go. Well, there's college football. Yeah, but you're also knows.
1: a closet Texas fan. So pick a different team. I'm not. That's, that's not true. He's <laughs> lying to you. He's lying to you
0: all. <laughs> Don't listen. That is buried deep inside of me. All
1: right. Nine-year-old me. It was um, like, I remember one year, it was like three years ago. And like I like gave you like an ultimatum. I was like, "You want a Texas win this week or a North Texas win this week?" And you were like, "Texas." That was not three years ago. That was about six years ago. It wasn't six years ago.
0: We didn't. Do yes, it was because um, I was. I'm 25 right now, and we were probably 19. Well, uh, three years ago, my Tex fandom died in like when I was 20.
1: So so five years ago, we'll say five years ago. Okay, sure, Colin. Sure, five, five years, years ago. ago. Five years ago. Okay. <laughs>
0: That's it. That's all we got for y'all today. I hope y'all enjoyed it. Have a great Sunday. Have a great Monday, whenever y'all listen to this. And Mm. we'll talk to y'all later.